I'm Dave Breckenridge, and you're listening to 10-3. Last week, Alberta became the province with the highest minimum wage in Canada, with a bump to $15 an hour. Labour groups and employees are happy, but some businesses are feeling the pinch more than others. Today, we take a look at how one industry has been faring. It's Tuesday, October 9th. Before we get to our conversation today, I'd just like to let you know that our show is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. If you haven't already, please take the time to hit the subscribe button and please leave us a review. We'd love to know what you think about us. For now, back to the show. Leanne Falders, a features writer for the Edmonton Journal, has been covering the food industry for 10 years. So, Leanne, your recent piece looked at the impact of the minimum wage hike in Alberta in the restaurant industry. What makes a pay hike so contentious in restaurants? One thing, Dave, is that uh, the restaurant industry does have notoriously slim margins. So if you look at, say, the uh, pre-tax profit margin on all industries across Canada, Stats Canada puts that at 8.9%. Well, if you break that down for restaurants and the retail sector, it's 3.4%. So that's Mm. the pre-tax profit. Here in Alberta, you know, the average restaurant uh, will consider him or herself doing well if they're making about a 4% pre-tax profit. So it's just that the margins are very, very slim. And so it just makes, you know, any additional increases make that tough. Now, many, many people I've spoke to in this sector, including restaurant owners, say they they never had a problem with the um, increase to the minimum wage here in Alberta. The problem for many restaurant owners was the pace. It was the three increases over a three-year period, Mm -hmm. and they just didn't have time to adjust um, was their contention. And they also were hoping for things like... They used to have that two-tier system for wage wages here in the hospitality industry where people who served liquor yeah. would make a bit less. You know, that was eliminated, and that was a, a way for them, they felt, to um, continue to hold on to a little bit of their margins. I know there's been concern as well with restaurant owners that kitchen staff, who in a lot of cases make slightly more than servers or more than servers, but don't get tips or don't get as much in tips. There's usually tip-out programs in place that restaurant owners would also have to give those workers a raise um, even though they're not making the minimum wage to keep that kind of two system, two wage system in place. Um, So in Alberta, the Alberta Federation of Labor has, uh, and labor groups across the country have, have strongly, are strongly behind minimum wage hikes. And they've said that, well, the restaurant industry is booming. Like numbers suggest that receipts are doing quite well and therefore owners can afford the increase but on the flip side the restaurants Canada the main industry group has said that it you know it's not as clear-cut as that what are they saying what is the restaurant industry saying about some of the challenges well, here in Alberta, you know, it's the timing that's been really hard for the for the restaurants here. You know, we've had one of the biggest recessions since the 1980s that, that hit us a few years ago. And the, the bounce back from that has been slow. It's, it's a very difficult time for restaurant owners. And so that's part of their part of their concern. They still hope, actually, to be able to persuade the Alberta government to to um, put something in place like a like a youth wage that would um, that would be lower uh, and be seen as a training position only available for short periods of time. You know, in the beginning, um, they pressured the Alberta government to slow the pace of the increases because having one a year for three years, uh, many of them felt was just too difficult. Now, having said that, there are lots of restaurant owners here in the city who said that they, yes, they struggled with the increase, but that they, you know, they adjusted their prices 
and they and they cut back on hours for some staff. They increase the sizes of the section. Um, sometimes they eliminate a dishwasher uh, for certain shifts, and then just the servers and the and the back of kitchen staff, who's ever there, has to do the dishes. So you know they just make adjustments. And as one industry person put it to me, one restaurant owner said, you know we have to we have to deal with what we have to deal with, and we're making it work. And so there is actually a wide variety of responses to the minimum wage increase, even within the restaurant sector. Mm-hmm. But the people, even though they're saying they don't have an issue with the wage increase, they are doing the kind of things that industry groups have said or um, or pr- uh, opponents of the minimum wage hike have said will happen. They are cutting hours. They are cutting staff. Yes, uh, and they're increasing their, their increasing menu prices. Costs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, for some restaurants, uh, some restaurant owners, particularly in your, your higher-end restaurants, there is a little bit more wiggle room there for, for them to put their prices up because, you know, the hipsters don't uh, <laughs> don't mind spending um, a bit of extra money if they see the value, right? Whereas lots of, of places that aren't trendy, that, that are your, you know, your, your pancake houses and so on, they're... Um, you know, their customers are very resistant to, to menu mm-hmm. increases and will really kick up a fuss. So it is it really depends on, this, on the, the kind of restaurant that you're operating. Now, the city of Edmonton, uh, its chief economist had suggested that there is a bit of a clawback in the number of people that are working in the industry, right? And it's been actually quite a sizable decrease. It is nothing to sneeze at. You know, John Rose, who's the chief economist for the city of Edmonton, uh, noted that between August uh, 2017... Um, and August 2018, uh, the those working in the accommodation and food sector in Edmonton uh, dropped by 12.6%, which is wow. nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Now, he does he, he notes that there, this may be partly to do with the increase in minimum wage, although that's very difficult to ascertain because we've had this uh, this increase occurring at a time when the recession's been you know making everyone very uncomfortable. So, yeah. but there's no denying um, that here in Edmonton, you know, that that combined effect of the minimum wage increase as well as the recession, you know, has led to job loss. We'll be right back. I want to tell you about a discount we're offering exclusively for 10.3 listeners on all Post Media digital subscriptions so you can get access to more great reporting on the issues that matter to you. When subscribing to the National Post, the Ottawa Citizen, the Montreal Gazette, the Saskatoon Star Phoenix, Regina Leader Post, Edmonton Journal, Calgary Herald, or the Vancouver Sun, just enter promo code PODCAST and you'll get 50% off a one-year digital subscription. It's a great way to stay informed. Again, that's promo code PODCAST. Do you think that increases to wages, you know, you hear a lot of angry talk on on social media. People say, well, I'm just not going to tip or letters to the editor saying I'm not going to tip anymore because I just can't afford these increases. Do you think that that may come to fruition that you'd see people lashing out like that to the service staff or when you talk to people in the service industry about that you know i i had trouble getting people on the record about this but the servers or rather the restaurant owners are hearing from their servers that people are, t- are tipping slightly less and i did mm-hmm. manage to find someone who who did acknowledge a long-time career service service she felt there had been a minor decrease in her tips since the increase in minimum wage what people are noting what the servers are noting is that you know there may be a little bit of a decline in their um, tips but what is also happening is that the house is taking a greater amount of the traditional tip out. So for, for forever, it's been very common in the restaurant industry for the uh, management to take a chunk of the waiter's tips 
yeah. and redistribute it to people who, who help the waiter very much, you know, from the hostesses to the dishwashers, but don't get tipped. So, you know, that can range anywhere from, oh, say, 5 to 7%. So what I'm hearing from, uh, from waiters is that the management is taking a greater proportion of their tips now and redistributing for wages for the rest of the people who don't get tips. So that hurts. So that's essentially that they may not be able to give those staff greater increase in wage to keep pace with the minimum wage increase that they're saying, okay, well, we're going to take that, get them that money somewhere. It's got to be tough. And, you know, I get that there are, there are business owners that are quite unhappy about the minimum wage increase, but it, it, it's got to be tough to be in that position where you, I, I suspect that business owners want to take care of their staff but have to deal with their own pressures as well to kind of be put in that position. What are restaurant owners saying about kind of feeling that Yeah. Pinch? Well, you know, some restaurant owners take good care of their staff and some don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the people that I have uh, worked with a lot on my beat, you know, people who are, are open to talking about these issues tend to be people who really work hard to take care of their staff. Um, and I, I see them really struggling, and I and I don't think they're making it up by any mm-hmm. means. So I, I do think it's tough. There's no doubt about it. I mean, some people feel that there should be some way for the Alberta government to um, to be still be helping these small business owners, either by, you know, making the wage increases over a longer period of time or uh, some other accommodation um, that will help them with their with their labor costs. Okay. Do you think that this may, might push more restaurant owners to move to a no tipping model, which you're seeing more of now, either where they slap on, say, a 15 or 18 percent gratuity onto all bills or just increase prices to the point where they say we're not doing tipping? Uh, no, I, I, you know, people, t- people talk about that. And there have been people in Edmonton who have experimented with no tipping. Um, for instance, Cafe Linnea did that. Uh, but it has not proved successful. People like to tip. People, people actually want to tip. So th- I don't see them actually m- messing around with that. What I've seen happening in the sector is I see people adopting different business models now. Hmm. So, uh, you know, there's uh, less table service. More counter service. More counter service. Yeah. And that's going to be happening more. And you're going to be seeing that even in nice restaurants, right? <laughs> really? Yes. You'll see more of that going forward for sure. Um, and people will be, I know um, uh, there are restaurants that just work with their model right within the restaurant. So so maybe they have um, more of a team approach to dealing with the customers. So say you have someone who takes your order, but maybe you'll have people in the kitchen. Maybe you'll have a, a chef who's not busy at that moment that'll run the food out. So people in the restaurant industry are looking to, you know, to cut back on their labor by being a bit more flexible about everyone's different jobs and trying to see them working more as teams. Now, this works tends to work in smaller, more cohesive restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how it will work in, in you know, the McDonald's. <laughs> or big chains or, or something right. like that. Yeah, but people are adjusting their business model. It, it, would not, it would be inaccurate to say they are not feeling this effect. You know, restaurants are feeling this. Big ones too, I'm sure. Small ones in particular. And they are responding as best they can. One, one reason that it's really great to be having this conversation is that I think that there's a very widespread misconception about who uh, minimum wage workers are. Mm-hmm. And this whole conversation has given us an opportunity to say, you know, people used to think, oh, it's just people who are, um, you know, who are students or it's just, um, you know, someone who's working a little bit part time for pin money. The fact of the matter is that minimum wage workers make up, a, you know, a large sector of the economy in some respects. And, and those minimum wage positions are held by people that you didn't anticipate 
would have held them, and that some minimum wage workers. We all we often say that minimum wage jobs are entry level jobs, but um, Stats Canada shows that you know 16% of people making minimum wage have been in those jobs for more than five years. So wow. that's why it's important to to look at the effect of the minimum wage increases on people who are working. You know, not just the employers, but it had a, has a broad effect on the worker. Now in Alberta, now the highest minimum wage in the country of $15. Is it staying there or are we going to see uh, annual cost of living increases? I can't see that happening for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it would be too much on, on uh, oh, yeah. businesses. It will stay. But we have to remember, too, that if you look at the minimum wage, uh, we, you compared it to what it was using real dollars in 1975, and then, say, in 1995. I mean, here in Alberta, workers were earning, were making less and less money over that 20-year period. Like, we did have some significant catch-up to do, and it's painful for that period, mm-hmm. but, um, but it, it, it had to come. So this change didn't come into effect in a vacuum either. There were there were some other changes to how uh, businesses had to pay their staff, correct? In Alberta, there were labor law changes around stat holidays and yes, stuff like were. that? Yes, there were. So there was, a, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was a little bit of a double whammy for people. Now, not only were business owners paying more for the wage, they were paying people for stat holidays, which they hadn't traditionally been done in, in large parts of the uh, restaurant sector. Now, is that a bad thing? I mean, lots of other workers in Canada are quite used to having paid holidays. Yeah. So again, it's, it's, a, it's an industry that has lagged behind other industries when it comes to offering what many of us consider to be basic benefits. That's true. And, and it can be tough, it, you know, if you're working an hourly job and you're, and you're, get that Monday off, but you're not, you know, you don't get that paid stat. It can be, it's like a cut against your, your check as well. All right. Well, Leanne, it's a, you know, it's a really fascinating issue. It's uh, interesting to get a really uh, micro look at, at the impact that it has. And as you say, it's not everyone is looking at it negatively, but people are just having to make those adjustments. So that I appreciate your time. Yep. Thank you very much. Now, as mentioned during my conversation with Leanne, Alberta's minimum wage at $15 is the highest in the country. But where do others stack up? Well, Ontario sits in second at $14 an hour. Northwest Territories is in third at $13.46. Nunavuts, which is adjusted annually, is currently $13. And British Columbia comes in fifth at $12.65. Ontario was anticipating an increase to match Alberta's 15 on January 1st, 2019, but new Premier Doug Ford has said that hike won't be happening. But his finance minister has promised tax cuts to help minimum wage earners. 